Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains. All right, I'm ready. The crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for December the 8th in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our one of two. The goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution of the United States of America. That is our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced that checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers, one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we have at our fingertips. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to the broadcast. Hope you're all doing absolutely fantastic. Sorry about my voice, ladies and gentlemen. I've had a cold for quite some time now. I can't seem to get rid of it for some reason. It's not the COVID, I'm sure of that, but it's strange. You got the COVID, you got the flu, you got the cold, you got sickness running around everywhere. And I suspect that'll be the case going forward. I'm expecting more and more and more sicknesses uh, because I believe that's really planned by those who want to weaken the greatest country on the face of the earth, those who want to create a panic in the world, etc., I digress, except I'm telling you, I'm so sorry about my voice. I'm just doing the very best uh, that I can. I drink tons of water and tons of juice and do my very best and take my herbs and health foods and everything else. But man, oh, man, it's kind of rough. Anyway, thanks for your patience. A quick recap with yesterday's show, ladies and gentlemen. Devin Nunes retires from Congress, will become the CEO of the Trump Media and Technology Group. They call it TMTG. The organization announced in a press release on Monday, Congressman Devin Nunes, they say, is a fighter and a leader. He will make an excellent CEO of TMTG. They say Devin understands that we must stop the liberal media and big tech from destroying the freedoms that make America great. America is ready for Truth Social. That's the social media operations, uh, you know, arm or whatever you want to call it. It's the brand name that Trump will use for his media. Uh, They've already raised over $1 billion from investors. That's according to the BBC. And on top of that, ladies and gentlemen, they already raised like $300 million from Americans. Regulators are now investigating Trump's media company, along with a group called Digital World Acquisition. That's a, quote, blank check company because of the weird way Donald Trump and others are putting this whole thing together. What do they do? They create a shell corporation. They got this Digital World Acquisition. The big investigative debate is, hey, did you know who your investors you know, were going to be? Did you know who you were courting and working with before you floated your offering to go public and that's a way to skip a lot of the, quote, regulatory realities that most face when they go public. And, uh, man, it's all a big old mess. And the sad part is we haven't even seen Trump's company produce anything in the media yet, as far as I know. What a disgrace. What a shame that is. They've already raised 1.3, what is it, 1300000000 million? Is that $1.3 billion it is, right? 
Okay, and they haven't even done anything, and they're already under scrutiny. Wow. Now, Ryan Gudersky, Gudersky, I think that's how you say it, sent me an email that says resign, recall, and replace CRT school boards. That's the blaze with that news. And I'm asking, why do they continue to email me and beg me for money? They're saying we got to have people resign and we got to recall and replace the school boards. Why not just get your kids out of the government school and shut down the school board school board altogether? Why even battle this battle? Just say, you know what, I'm out. But no, what they want to do is they want to continue to back the 10th plank of the Communist Manifesto, which is compulsory government school. They want to fund it with other people's tax dollars. Then the parents just want to run around and complain. What they really want is a babysitter for their kids. And they claim they want to get involved and hold school officials accountable, but they don't want to take ultimate responsibility at all, do they? That's the real problem as I see it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, are you familiar with Tucker Carlson, for example? Fine. How about Laura Ingram? Fine. How about Donald Trump Jr., huh? How about Glenn Beck? They all begged me for money. They sent me this press release from Ryan Gunersky. And so you got Tucker Carlson, Laura Ingram, Donald Trump Jr. and Glenn Beck, they all beg me for the mon- for money. They say they got to have the money for the media. No matter that they've already raised $1.3 billion for Trump's company that hasn't even done anything in the media yet, they beg me for more money. I offer. I try to reach out and say, listen, I don't have a lot of money, but I do have a media company. I can interview your people. I can help if you put a couple of bucks in, um, create a syndicated talk show for you. I can have you on as a guest for free. I'll do all that I can to help. In fact, I'm even running a commercial for Donald Trump right now for free. I'm willing to do all I can to help. And I reach out to Mike Lindell, and he says, I'm not doing interviews. I'm too busy. We can't come on your program. And I don't mean to be rude, but when you do that, how honest is it, folks? Honesty really is the issue. Okay? All right? These guys are all multimillionaires, ladies and gentlemen. Honesty is the issue. What are they begging me for money for? Really? I really want to know. Why would you beg Sam Bushman? For money. And I just don't get it. All right. Now, I believe that there's other networks that are doing a great job that are willing to partner with us and make a difference. Brighty on TV is one of them. But I look at it and I go, Glenn Beck could put me on the blaze in a heartbeat. Mike Lindell could put me on his network. And you could say, well, Sam, you're just not good enough. You're just not, you know, the caliber of broadcast that we have on our networks. Fine. That's fine. You could still have your guests come on my show to help promote for free what you're doing. Well, Sam, you're just not big enough or important enough. Okay, now we're getting somewhere then. So, you know what? You want me to help you, but yet I'm not big enough to be part of what you do. Never mind that I've been in the media for 25-plus years. Never mind that I went to the Republican National Convention and the President Trump inauguration on my own dime. Most broadcasters, podcasters, even Alex Jones couldn't get into the event. I was there live with legitimate radio credentials. What more do you want? Okay, so something, there's a disconnect is what I'm getting at, folks. And I submit to you, honesty is the issue. If you're Mike Lindell, don't beg and, and complain at the mainstream press trough that they won't interview you and you can't get your story out. But then guys like me reach out at my own expense to help cover what you're talking about because I believe you're right on the topic, and then you turn me down? Then don't run around as multimillionaires, Glenn Beck, Laura Ingram, Donald Trump Jr., all these people, uh, the blaze, beg me for money so that you can 
get your word out in the media. Look, Glenn Beck, Laura Ingram, and Tucker Carlson, all three of those are big host names. All of them have been with the big mainstream networks, too. What, CNN and Fox? Does it get bigger than CNN and Fox, can I ask you, ladies and gentlemen? So, so there you have it. I, I just find it dishonest and disingenuous. And I'm not trying to attack people. I think Tucker Carlson's one of the best guys out there. He's put his money where his mouth is. Tucker Carlson actually has a media service called Daily Caller that he uh, was the, one of the co-founders of. It's tremendous stuff. So I'm not here just to complain and attack everybody. Glenn Beck's done his stuff in the, in, in the media as well. I mean, he does talk shows and he does The Blaze. And, okay? But when you think about The Daily Caller and The Blaze, when you think about Fox and CNN, when you think about Glenn Beck, Laura Ingram, and Tucker Carlson, and those guys are saying, Sam, we need a couple of bucks to help us with the media, I'm kind of going, what are you talking about? Really? Is that genuine? Does that really make sense when the average family's trying to have enough money for Christmas and deal with the increased cost of the Biden inflation and everything else and then beg me for money? And then I reach out to offer to help and no go, no dice. General Flynn has time to come on Liberty Roundtable Live, but not Mike Lindell. See, something isn't making sense, folks. It really isn't. All right, second hour, Brighty on TV was with us in our simulcast. We had Clickatuck County Sheriff of Washington, Bob Songer, with us. Incredible job. He had a press release that he sent to the U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland. And it was about the DOJ and the FBI school board. And he basically said, listen, we will not be cooperating with you folks uh, when you want to go ahead and consider parents terrorists for pushing back on the school board. We're not doing that in my county. By the way, you're not welcome in my county. Don't come here. If you do, you got to call me first, basically. Uh, and he basically said, look, uh, we're not doing this. Parents have every right to push back. Pushing back, suggesting we'll elect somebody else and replace you if you don't do the job. None of those are criminal acts in the state of Washington. Anyway, he did a great job. Archives of the simulcast of the Sheriff Mac show and video can be found at Brideon TV, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I think it's Brideon.com is where you can actually find that. Uh, anyway, all I'm telling you is great stuff from Brideon. Great stuff from a former Sheriff Bob Songer. And next hour, we're going to dig way more into this because, man, it's out of control. The government is out of control at these school board meetings. I'm just telling you, flat out of control. You say, Sam, you said that five times. I know. But it is so riveting. It is so, what's the term, in your face that I got to repeat it more than once, ladies and gentlemen. I've just got to. All right, we've got great news. Uh, but it's kind of weird news. So I've always mentioned, and Richard Back mentions, we don't need to go to the courts for answers on everything. But the Republicans have done so nevertheless. Uh, but we have victories as a result of them going to court. What I don't like about going to court all the time is it puts in the hands of the very, very few so much power. It's beyond belief. A judge here or two has more power than the president oftentimes. If you don't believe me, Donald Trump got shut down on so many things by a single robed judge. Is that what we want in America? Well, now it's happened to Joe. I'll tell you about it in seconds. This is Liberty Roundtable Live. If Planned Parenthood were what they publicly declare themselves to be, they would welcome transparency. We all know why they hide. 
because we know what they hide. We can confirm federal judges who follow the Constitution rather than reverse engineer their preferred policy outcomes. The truth about abortion is spreading because of advances in medical imaging, because of brave journalists, tireless activists, compassionate doctors, nurses, and other healthcare professionals. The rising generation of young Americans is the most pro-life in decades because they know too. And one day soon, we will reaffirm our nation's principles in their dignified fullness and avow once again that all men are created equal. All are entitled to life. As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. Happy to have you along, my fellow American Sam Bushman, live on your radio. There's so much to cover. <laughs> There's so little time. It's amazing. All right, I'm trying to dig into Devin Nunes and get his new American, or um, John Burt's Society uh, Freedom Index score, congressional scorecard based on the U.S. Constitution, because... Uh, you know, a lot of people don't know what his constitutionality really is, right? So I want to focus on that. I'll get to that as soon as I can here. I'm working on it. Problem is I'm only one person, and I'm trying to research that while I do the interview. Okay. Anyway, it's crazy. Thanks for your understanding, though. All right. I mentioned to you that a good news has happened. A federal judge in Georgia issued a nationwide stay on Biden's vaccine mandate now i'm going to add unconstitutional right here right because people need to understand it's unconstitutional vaccine mandate u.s district judge the guy's name is stan baker is the one who issued the ruling and he joined or joining two other federal court decisions so now we got the third federal court decision stopping joe blocking biden's mandate from taking effect. By the way, South Carolina joined the lawsuit against Biden's mandate, along with a few other states. You got South Carolina, you got Georgia, you got Alabama. Wow, what a cluster in the South. Georgia, South Carolina, Alabama, good for them. You also got Indiana, Kansas, you got South Carolina, Utah, 
and West Virginia. That's according to the Reuters News Service. So you got a lot of states involved there. Uh, and a federal judge in Georgia, literally the third judge to shut down uh, Biden. Right? You got South Carolina, Georgia, Alabama, Indiana, that's four. Five with Kansas. Utah, that's six. West Virginia, that's seven states right there alone. Uh, in my point, doing a good job there on that. I'm really ple- I'm really pleased with that and proud of those who uh, were involved in that, you know? And that's pretty good. Right? And that's good news. And, uh... All right. Let's see here. I'm just trying to think about this. So you've got three blocked realities. And every court case slightly dealt with something different from what I understand. In other words, can you accept, can you force private workers in companies with over 100 employees? Well, no, says the court. Okay, what about federal worker contractors? Uh, well, no. We just go on and on. It's pretty cool, in my opinion. Right? <laughs> I just find it fascinating, right? Devin Nunes. He's not in there. What the heck? He's California. He's Republican. Conservative. Maybe he's just a Republican, not a Republican conservative, right? Party chamber. Let's search again. All right. California, Republican Party, Devin Nunes. He's a Republican. He gets a 54, ladies and gentlemen. Think about that for a minute. Think about that for a minute, ladies and gentlemen. You've got Devin Nunes gets a 54 on the John Birch Society Freedom Index. A congressional scorecard based on the Constitution. Devin Nunes literally gets a 54. Think about that for a minute, folks. Think about that. Freedom Index. A congressional scorecard based on the U.S. Constitution. Devin Nunes gets only 54. Do you know what a Ron Paul and a Rand Paul and Mike Lee and those guys get? Um, like 90%, right? So what a shame. So Donald Trump wants you to believe this guy's a freedom fighter. He's a conservative. He's a real good dude. I don't see it that way. Wow. I don't really think Devin Nunes is who a lot of people believe he is. Do you? I don't. I don't really find this to be credible. I say shame on Devin Nunes. What do you say, folks? Are you pleased with a 54 for Devin Nunes? Devin Nunes, 54. I think that's a disgrace, personally. 
But Donald Trump has lauded this guy to lead his media company. Do you want a guy with 54? Devin Nunes only gets 54%. I think that's a disgrace, personally. I really do. All right, you say, Sam, you're going back and forth here a little bit. Yep, I am. So you got two stories we're tracking right now, and I'm tracking both of them simultaneously, single-handedly. How do you like that? Freedom Index, a congressional scorecard. Based on the U.S. Constitution, Devin Nunes, 54. JBS.org. That's where you want to go, ladies and gentlemen. When you want to find out the wherewithal of a congressman or a senator or one of those guys, you can look up on the Freedom Index how constitutional they are. And a 54%, what if that was how often you treated on your wife? Uh, 54% you don't cheat. That means 46% you do. Wow. Now, when I say Ron Paul, Rand Paul, uh, you know, some of these guys get uh, 90 plus percent. They do. Why don't they get 100 percent? Because sometimes there's slight different interpretations uh, about uh, what. How am I trying to say this? There's sometimes a slight difference in how you interpret the Constitution. So sometimes it's not quite fair. Um. It's not quite fair to just always say we're right constitutionally. You're always wrong constitutionally, right? That's kind of what the debate is. Anyway, I, I bring that up because I really think it's important to kind of understand. We're talking about voting records is what we're talking about here, folks, with this. All right. So with a Freedom Index, a congressional scorecard based on the U.S. Constitution, Devin Nunes voting record, 54. That's sad. That is really, really sad to me. Anyway, so as I was saying, though, some of these people uh, get like a 92% or whatever in it. I think a lot of times it's just how they interpret the Constitution. Okay, it, you can't really honestly say sometimes Um Something could be constitutional in a way or not in a way, right? You say, what do you mean, Sam? Well, let me explain it a little bit more like this. Let's say that there's a bill, and let's say that it's got 10 things in it, because every bill is not a single issue. We've tried to really push for single-issue bills for quite some time as well. But let's say that it's not a single issue. Let's say there's 10 items on the bill. Nine of them are wonderful. They're incredible. In fact, they're so important that we need to get them passed or stopped, whatever the case may be. And there's one thing in that bill that's not great. It's just not great. In fact, it's not even constitutional. Do you be so pure that you throw the baby out with the bathwater every time and say, no, that's got a little bad thing in it. Never vote for it. But then you never get anything good passed either because of the way they, you know, put these bills together and these omnibus spending bills and these, you know, multi-topic large bills, right? Okay, so sometimes you agree to a bill that, well, the scorecard would say that was a bad vote, and it was. But in the, in the reality of the circumstance, it was the very best constitutional move you could make. But it still isn't 100% constitutional. But at some point, do you compromise? Do you take it or leave it? If the founding fathers never compromised, if they never had a little bit of a take it or leave it added, you know, kind of attitude, we would not even have the supreme law of the land, the Constitution, and we wouldn't have America today. So some compromise is necessary, is justified, is legitimate. And the point is that sometimes when you do that, though, based on the pure totality of the votes, 
then, hey, you're not 100 percenter anymore, are you? So that's kind of the problem with the discussion. And there's different interpretations, you know. Uh, for example, if I was in Congress and said, Sam, you can vote for vouchers for schools. I'm not really a government school guy. I don't want vouchers. I don't want to spend the money in other. But yet it's better than where we are, as Kurt Crosby always likes to say. So I may be willing to vote for that, even though I don't think it's the pure best vote. It's a better vote than we've got. Well, am I 100% constitutional? Maybe, maybe not. It depends on who you ask. And it depends on how far you dig into the details of what I really stood for or stood against, right? All right, hang tight. Sam Bushman on your radio. Your daily Liberty Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. The House on Tuesday overwhelmingly passed a $768 billion defense bill after lawmakers dropped proposals that would have required women to register for the draft, repealed a 2002 authorization of the Iraq War, and imposed sanctions for a Russia gas pipeline. Instead, the measure provides significant increases for initiatives intended to counter China and bolster Ukraine. The Biden administration's mandate for federal contractor employees to be vaccinated will be halted nationwide amid lawsuits from several states that say the president overstepped his authority in demanding the COVID-19 shots. Spokesperson Jen Psaki from the White House lectern. The reason that we proposed uh, these uh, these uh, requirements uh, is that we know they work uh, and we are confident in our ability uh, legally uh, to uh, make these happen across the country. The mandate was set to take effect January 4th, affecting roughly a quarter of the U.S workforce usa radio news you need an accurate thermometer to check for fever a potential sign of flu or covid be vigilant and contact your medical provider at the first sign of fever exergen temporal scanner thermometer has been proven accurate in more than 100 clinical studies exergen temporal scanners are available at walmart and other fine retailers learn more at exergen.com that's e-x-e-r-g-e-n.com Exergen is changing the way the world takes temperature. You may be into punk rock, soft rock, or classic rock, R&B, hip-hop, or house, country, techno, or techno country. But no matter what kind of music you listen to, here's something else you should hear. Please consider getting vaccinated. Talk to your pharmacist today about Comirnaty, COVID-19 vaccine mRNA. This message brought to you by BioNTech and Pfizer. Although the press was kept out and the White House is providing no transcript of Tuesday's video call between Presidents Biden and Putin, all we know is what the White House is releasing. Direct and straightforward. That's how National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan describes President Biden's roughly two-hour video call with Russian President Vladimir Putin. He reiterated America's support for Ukraine's sovereignty and territorial integrity. Sullivan adding that President Biden warned Putin regarding those troops and what happens if Russia invades Ukraine. If Russia further invades Ukraine, the United States and our European allies would respond with strong economic measures. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, I'm Tim Berg. The Food and Safety Inspection Service, a part of the U.S. Department of Agriculture, recently announced a massive recall that involves 235,000 pounds of pork products from Alexander and Horning. The food items may be contaminated with listeria. USA Radio News.
<laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm uh, kind of uh, attacking uh, Devin Nunes, if you will, uh, and really Donald Trump in a, in, a, in a way. I don't mean to attack them personally, but you know what? Their decision-making is of great concern, in my opinion. All right, well, right when I'm doing this, Donald Trump emails me and says, I knew you always believed in me. Save America's President Donald Trump, Sam. Have you noticed that the radical left is now admitting I was right about everything they lied about before the election? Hydroxychloroquine works. The China virus came from a Chinese lab. Hunter Biden's laptop was real. Lafayette Square was not cleared for a photo. The Russian bounty story was fake. We did produce vaccines before the end of 2020. Record time, I might add. Yeah, shame on that, Donald. Blue state lockdowns didn't work. Schools should be opened. Critical race theory is a disaster for our schools and our country. Our southern border security program was unprecedentedly successful. The media and their Democrat partners spend years lying about me to the American people, and it turns out I was right all along. I received no apologies, no retractions, nothing. Well, Donald, maybe you ought to hang out with me a little bit because I've got those thugs to retract a few times, my friend. Yeah, true story. In fact, even when we battled over your son, my friend, I got them to change their story and tell the truth. I know you always believed in me and will always stand with me, which is why I'm calling on you now, Sam, to step up and show support. Please contribute any amount immediately. Yeah, showing that you'll always stand with your president. Well, you know, this is kind of what I have a problem with. Is the only way I can believe in Donald by putting money into his kitty right now? What about if I talk about it saying he was right in the media? He has been right about all these things the whole time. I agree. President Trump, if you want to come on the radio, or former President Trump, you know, whatever you prefer. If you want to come on the radio, my friend, and talk about how I agree with you on most things, on a lot of things, and how I'll defend you, tell the death on many things. And, you know, you want to come on the radio and talk about it, and you want some free airtime at my expense? Give me a ring, my friend. And you can email me, libertyroundtable at gmail. And we'll go ahead and talk about it and set it up. Okay, but this is what I mean. I don't like it when you email me every single day begging me for money. And then I say, great, I'll use my money. I'll run your radio commercials for free, which you're begging you need money to air. I'll air them for free. How much money is that giving you? I'll have you on the radio and promote it. Okay, but there's only so much I can do. But then you literally put this guy that's the leader of your media company that literally gets a freedom index a congressional scorecard on the constitutionality of your votes, and you only get a 54. That's the leader of your media company. I submit to you that's a shame. All right, now, Joe Biden uh, participated in a lighting ceremony. It was his first treat lighting ceremony, they say, as POTUS. And unsurprisingly, they say there were gaffes. Is that how they say it? Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a sad tale, I tell you what. Um, as Fox News reports, President, that means Joe, and Jill couldn't make it to the stage for a full two minutes after rapper 
Cool J, he's LL Cool J, uh, announced them, okay? And so the mainstream press making a big deal of this. The conservatives are all jumping all over it, going, oh, Donald. They say this ultimately necessitated the audience of service members and their families to be told to sit down. Yeah. The result was equal parts awkward and painful as the crowd stood to hail the chief and then they were forced to stay standing wondering what they ought to do next. It was awkward. Mr. Cool J jumped in to try to smooth things over, trying to tell the crowd, good vibes, good vibes. Now, then Joe Biden comes on stage two minutes. They joke and say somebody had to wake him up. Now, I don't know the truth. And here's why I kind of have a problem with the even the conservative news people. Liberals, you listen up. Because you say that I always just go conservative and da-da-da-da. No, no, no. I don't. I call it as I see it to the best of my ability every time. Okay? As you see, I love Donald in many ways. But I bring up the truth about Donald in many ways. When Donald stands for pro-life, I commend him till the cows come home. But when Donald puts a guy like Devin Nunes in charge of his media that's got 54% on his constitutionality scorecard, I go, shame. Oh, shame. Oh, sad. Right? When a federal Georgian judge in Georgia defends Donald Trump and puts a, uh, you know, a stay on Biden's vaccine mandate. See, Donald's for the vaccines, which I say shame on Donald for. But he's not for the mandate, which I praise Donald for, right? Well, anyway, same thing here. Joe Biden, I'm going to defend him right now, okay? You say, why would you do that, Sam? Because it's the right thing to do. So the big thing is Joe Biden participated in his first tree lighting ceremony as POTUS, and they say, unsurprisingly, there was gaffes. All right? But here's the problem I have with this, folks. I don't know why Joe wasn't there. And neither do you. And so I'm not going to just attack. I'm not just going to attack when I don't know. So was it awkward? Yes. Was it good? No. Uh, But I don't know if the president had something that he had to do first, if there was something that was, there's a lot of things the president has to do. Whether you agree he's a legitimate president or not is not the point right now. Um, I don't know if he was just late due to factors beyond his control. I know that uh, the security teams have a lot to do with, you know, how quick you can arrive or be somewhere or do this or that. I know you're depending on other people for your entourage and all this going on. Okay, I'm not defending Joe. I I am defending his position and circumstance, though. And when we just see this gaffe and we go, oh, this is horrible, look at Joe. We, in my opinion, we lose too much political capital. Because anybody in their right mind goes, give the guy a break. If somebody else was late, we wouldn't beat him up like that. If there was some other misstep about where the president was supposed to be when, and you know, they, okay, the Democrats do this and we mock them for doing it. Right? Okay, and so let's not do it when the shoe's on the other foot. Let's be honest and fair. Okay, let's be fair about this. I'm not happy that the president wasn't there. I'm not happy it was a little bit goofy, but I'll tell you my complaint with this whole story and why I bring it up. Let's first hear what we're talking about. Uh, it's, it's on video, so if you go look it up, you can see it. But here's what happens when LL Cool J, the famous rapper, introduces Joe at the lighting ceremony. Now, 
It is my tremendous honor to welcome our literal host, the actual host for this very American celebration, President Biden and First Lady Dr. Jill Biden. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So they clap, and this music plays for a long time. That's why I'm talking in the middle of it. Leave that music playing. And, and, and so LL Cool J's up there. Everybody's standing up waiting for, you know, Joe to walk in. Everybody's kind of feeling awkward because where's Joe? Where's Joe? Hey, hey, Joe? Hey, somebody find Joe. Uh, and, and so Cool J, LL Cool J eventually tries to recover. And I commend him for what he tried to do. He did a good job, LLJ did, given the circumstances. Very professional and appropriate. Okay, turn this up, Cam. Right? So you still get this silence. They finally stop the music. They're going, what's going on? we got to redo this thing. You hear literally sirens in the back. I don't know if they're in the hood or what, but, you know. The crowd's going, huh? What? Everybody's tripping out right now in the video, right? They're going, what? Cool J doesn't know what to do. Cool J ain't. Well, he's kind of almost lost his cool, but he gets it back. He's a, he's a performer. He All knows. right, good vibes, good vibes. All right, so we, w- we want to do it again. Not, not the whole thing. You know, you're good. You all stood up, very patriotic. That's wonderful. Yes, you're respecting the office. You're supposed to. Sit down again one more time. All right? You know? <laughs> Just, it'll be fun. Things gonna go well. Okay. Lot of applause. And now it's my tremendous honor to welcome our real host, our literal host for this very American celebration, President Biden and First Lady Dr. Jill Biden. All right. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Quick pause. I want to talk about this in seconds on your radio. Scott Bradley here. Most Americans are painfully aware that the nation is on the wrong track and in dire straits. Unfortunately, most political pundits only nibble around the edges when they claim to address the issues. Even worse, many of the so-called solutions are simply rewarmed servings of what got us into the mess we currently face. And the politicians think we're so gullible and naive that we'll buy their lies that they have reformed and now understand where they led us astray. Unfortunately, the truth of the matter is that they simply wish to continue to hold power. The solution to America's challenges is found in returning to the timeless principles found in the United States Constitution. My book and lecture series will reawaken in Americans an understanding and love of the principles which made this nation the freest, most prosperous, happiest, and most respected nation on earth. Visit to preservethenation.com and order my book and lectures to begin the restoration of this great nation. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? 
Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way, but actually gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into mommy and daddy's bank account because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. So you heard it. Joe's at a lighting ceremony. LL Cool J is up there doing the honors. And uh, the president and Jill, they don't show up. Now, you know, I, why do you call him the president, Sam? Because that's what LL Cool J is calling him. I personally think that Joe's an illegitimate man. He's not the president. I really think there's vote fraud, and I think there was scandal that put him there. Nevertheless, he was at the lighting ceremony, and he didn't show up for a couple of minutes. And it was super awkward. We just played you kind of the deal. The video even looks worse. And LL Cool J does his best uh, to try to recover and to deal with it. He's like, good vibes, good vibes. It's cool. We got this. No problem. You know, and, and LL Cool J, believe it or not, did a very professional good job. So I'm not going to criticize LL Cool J for the job that he did. I'm not going to criticize the Joe for not being there. I don't know the reasons. There could be a legitimate you know, respect the office is what LL Cool J said, and I agree. Why? You know what? It's a minor thing. Anybody could have missed their cue for whatever reason. All right? It happens. I'm in the media. When things are live, you can miss your cue. Things cannot go off as you intend. That doesn't mean that the president, you know, they want you to believe it's because he's all senile. He can't. That may or may not be factual. Okay? I believe it is factual. Personally, that's my opinion to which I'm entitled but that may not have been the reason for this at all, and it may be an unwarranted swipe at Joe. And I think we lose a lot of political capital when we do that, okay? So I'm going to defend Joe Biden here and say, you know what? Shame on you guys for literally mocking this gaffe. It reminds me of Ben Carson when he was uh, ready to go out on stage for the debate, said he missed his cue somehow. Um, sometimes when you're backstage, you can't hear well enough or you... You think they're going to do something or they change their mind and you thought that you were supposed to go later. I mean, all this stuff happens. You know, it's common. Or you're not at the right place because it's a further walk to the stage than you thought it was because you have to go around or go through some door to get up there. All I'm telling you is there's a gazillion things that can go wrong. And to mock Joe over this, I believe, is very foolish. So shame on you, Republicans. Fox News and others, I'm, I, to make a big deal out of this, shame on you especially when we're talking about Christmas, forgiveness, lighting ceremonies. Okay, give a little bit of grace to some people. All right, that's my take on the story. And uh, everybody else would kind of leave it at that. You're either for Joe, he's a wacko. I I'm sorry, you're either for Joe, he's awesome, or Joe's a wacko and you got to mock him at every turn. I have a completely different take on this story that I would like to share with you, though, that I believe is warranted. If you are the president of the United States of America... And you are going to be introduced as the, quote, host at a lighting ceremony. Why would you have rapper 
LL Cool J represents you. Okay? I don't mean to be rude, but this is Christmas. It's about Jesus Christ. It's about a lighting ceremony. It's about the leader of the free world. It's about patriotism. It's about all things America. It's about, okay, why would you have LL Cool J be your advocate? You're chosen to introduce you. Usually you choose somebody to introduce you that you have confidence or trust or faith or whatever in. I believe LL Cool J was chosen only because in our modern world of immorality, he's a star-studded person to introduce the president. It looks good. It appeals to the younger audience. It ties him to rap and to all these things that the world seems to love. It ties him to celebrity. It ties him to, okay. But here's the problem that I have with it. I don't know how much you all know about LL Cool J. And I don't know him personally. But I can watch the fruits. By their fruits shall ye know them. And I'm telling you right now that LL Cool J has been one of the longest rappers in the business. I mean, he's got album after album coming out every two, three, four years for literally decades. And then they basically mocked him in, you know, the early 2000s and said, LL's too old, he ain't coming back. And he mocked him as a rapper and said, you guys don't realize who the big daddy in rap really is. I'm back and I'm big and I'm LL Cool J and I'm big and badder and better than ever. Kind of an idea. All right. And he's relevant literally five decades. I mean, he was doing this stuff in the 80s, folks. So 80s, 90s. What do you want to call them? The 10s, the teens, literally, you know, four decades or something like that. This guy's been relevant right now. Um, But what is he relevant in doing? Let's be honest and clear. He's a rapper, right? And as a rapper, he talks about drugs, sex, violence, crime, Genuine disorderly conduct and rowdy behavior, parties. But in all that, he glorifies drugs and alcohol. He glorifies the club. He glorifies the uh, abjectivity of women. Uh, where's the Me Too movement now when they say Donald and Cool, or I'm sorry, uh, Joe and Cool J, how dare you guys? Right? Where's the Me Too movement now? Look, LL Cool J is the master for preying on women. I mean, in his songs, he uses the N-word with the R at the end or the uh at the end. On a lot of his songs, you hear that over and over. He talks about women's bodies in a very, um, what is it, abjective manner. Okay, in a very um, sexually explicit manner. Right? He's a very good rhymer. I'll give him that. But why would you have LL Cool J be the guy to announce you when you could have literally anybody in the world? And if you want to use an African-American to kind of help, you know, use somebody like Ben Carson. Use somebody like David Clark Jr., former sheriff, right? Use somebody like that. But why would you uh, use LL Cool J? Everything LL Cool J is famous for, um, in my mind, and I think in anybody's mind, if you really want to do it, 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 you would have to say he's made his fame and fortune 
on glorifying the hood and the, the streets life, the gangster life, the famous person's life. Right? Radio 1985 was, I think, his first album. I can't live without my radio. You can't dance. Dear Yvette, I can give you more. Dangerous. Rock the bells. I need a beat. That's a lie. I want you. Okay, let's just do a little bit of lyrics from I Want You. Just take the last song on his first album, shall we? You say, Sam, you're picking the worst of them. Maybe, maybe not. LL Cool J. Look, girl, I'm not going to sing because I just don't do that. LL Cool J. I see you in between class when my mind does the task. One glimpse of your eyes and my heart beats fast. A mysterious fantasy. Lovely young queen. Your pole so subtle. Just like the magazine. Come and visit my sister. She's in the living room. Eat donuts and milk and listen to a pop tune. Used to be my babysitter. I want you for my women. Without you, my life is bitter like a lemon. I want you, I want you. LL Cool J. I daydream of seeds, girl, when you pass by. I wonder what the future holds for you and I. I tell my friends favorite tales about me and you. My total devotion for you is true. See you get on the bus. I trip as I get on. My body gets warm, but my mind is torn. I admit you're the queen of elegant. Maybe I'm just another puppy love. Lucids. Anyway, it goes on. Opportunity knocks. I feel like I just better. To me, you're like a drug, boy. I want you. I want you. Anyway, the weaker I get, I can't mess up in school. Just to hear your name, girl, it makes me drool. Spend the night over my house with my sister and my friends. I wish you wouldn't treat me like I'm your cousin. You walk by my window, I see your silhouette. Candlelight is what I desire, but all I get to do is fix your flat tire. When you ring my bell, perfume I smell. The aroma pierces through my heart cell. I tell you that my sister isn't here today. You go away, but I wish you'd stay. Yes, girl, I'm twisted around your finger. When you leave, your perfume lingers. I want you, I want you. LL Cool J. The clock tick-tocks as I lay in my bed. It's visions of you circling through my head. I sip lemon and iced tea and read a magazine. Wish we were involved in a sneaky love scene. Saturday night, it's time to party, y'all. But unseen force has my back to the wall. All eyes hit the door. Red dress shines loud. The moment has come. My fantasy's here now. You sip gin and tonic with a double hole straw. Finally, I get the nerve to buy you one more. The bartender smirks. I whisper, he's a jerk. I'm wearing leather pants and a $30 shirt. Often using double mints. Sit back. Crack a smile. Trying to act like y'all relaxed and not a child. 
See, I'm 16 and you're in college. Love is sweet, then please give me the knowledge. I want you, I want you. LL Cool J. Anyway, it goes on. He basically says, and you're the woman that I wanted to get for years. He says, it seems like your dress is getting tighter and tighter. Anyway, he goes on. It just goes on and on. All right? A sweet love story from LL Cool J. I want you, I want you. Now, that's one of the more mild songs. I can't read the other ones with the N-words in them. And I can't read to you the other ones that literally start talking about sex and objectifying women. But all the body parts are named. Literally, in some of his songs, there, uh, him and a female are literally um, choreographing uh, sex acts. Okay, so why, I'm asking you, my fellow Americans, why would Joe Biden have Cool J be his announcer? Because it's famous, it's popular, and it gives the president the mojo that he doesn't have. But in my opinion, it's an indictment on society that this would give Joe Biden, the mojo, instead of shame. Okay, of all the people, if you are the president and you say, you know what, we need to respect the office of the president of the United States of America, the last thing you would do would be to have a rapper like this be the guy that would announce you. Okay? Everything that he uh, is known for is all the things that break down society, that create carnage, that create trouble for women and children. And, okay, everything that LL Cool J's made his name on is against everything the president of the United States should stand for. Why would you have LL Cool J when there's so many incredible people that could announce you? What a sad tale to tell is my takeaway from the story. Hour one of the can, two coming up. I am Sam Bushman. This is Liberty Roundtable at libertyroundtable.com and lovingliberty.net. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the republic. Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard hitting news that the networks refuse to use, no doubt, continues now. This is the broadcast for December the 8th in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our two of two. And our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers. What are the great peaceful restorative solutions we have at our fingertips? i got to say that a couple of times so people really understand when they tell you that we're anti-government, they lie. We're the most proper rule of constitutional pro-government we can get. 
but rogue agents have got to stop. Ladies and gentlemen, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. you got to remember who's who, don't you? Welcome to the broadcast. Hope you're all doing absolutely fantastic. Our guest now, Weston Martinez, WestonforTexas.com. He helped expose the Round Rock incident that we talked about uh, with Sheriff Bob Songer yesterday on the broadcast and that I highlighted the day before as well. Literally the government coming after American parents for saying, you know what, we don't like what you're teaching our kids in the government schools. It's an epic battle. The FBI is even involved. So Sheriff Bob Songer wrote an incredible letter to uh, Merrick Garland, Attorney General, and said, you know what, I won't be complying in my county with this. This is wrong. Parents have a right, and you've got to stop, and you're not welcome in my county. Incredible letter by Sheriff, a current sitting Sheriff Bob Songer in Washington, in the state of Washington right now. So that's tremendous. Tremendous work by Sheriff Bob Songer. And we covered that because it was it was critical. It was a good job. But Weston Martinez is one of the people that helped break the story, ladies and gentlemen. And Western Martinez, Weston Martinez is also the gentleman who is running for office in Texas. He wants to be the land commissioner. And if there's one position that I believe is critical, it's being the land commissioner. Because you can make such a difference there, ladies and gentlemen. Such a difference if you're in one of those positions. Because it's not, uh, compared to other positions, it's not highly political. But yet the uh, solutions that you can provide, the stability and steadiness and the protection of private property that you can uh, be involved in as a land commissioner is incredible. Weston's also the executive pastor of his church in San Antonio, Texas. Not to mention uh, the uh, reference point that I made about him running to be the land commissioner uh, in Texas. Weston, you with us? Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir. How are you today? I'm doing great. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing very well, my friend. Thanks so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to jump on the radio with us. Oh, well, I'll tell you what, Sam, i got a face for radio, so it works out great for everybody. <laughs> tell us a little bit about you, Weston, <laughs> where you grew up. Give us a little sketch on who you are, sir. I mean, I'm you know, multi-generation Texan, went to college on a bull riding scholarship. I married with uh, married my wife, and uh, after we graduated from college, we have five children, and serve as executive pastor at my church here in San Antonio, and I've been fighting liberals as long as I've been alive here in the home of the Alamo. And uh, I'll tell you what, the, uh, the liberals are afraid of people like me and people like you because we're armed with the truth and we're not afraid to use it. And we know that if we return to a constitutional and biblical worldview in everything that we do, that our government will take the right place that it has, and that is under the authority of God Almighty. Amen to that, sir. So I got a question for you. What's harder to ride bulls or fight the out of control rogue agents in government? <laughs> you know, the good thing is that when you're riding bulls, it actually prepares you for serving in political office because you know which end of the cow, you know, everything's supposed to come out of, which end of the bull is supposed to come out of. So when you see the opposite with politicians, you know what something's wrong. You're also always on guard for the unexpected, right? You are. You expect the unexpected. You take it jump for jump. You know, here in San Antonio, I'd let people know it's like Sodom and Gomorrah. 
because, you know, we've got the liberal Castro brothers down here. I started the recall election on him when he was mayor, when he tried to put the bathroom bill here in San Antonio, and uh, also uh, created a bill in Texas that made human trafficking a death penalty eligible offense, and another one that made voter fraud a felony in Texas. And I did that about eight years ago, and I was never a legislator. I just realized how the lobbyists were doing it, and I went and did it for free for, you know, the conservative values. And I can tell you disgustingly that both of those bills made it all the way through and died at the last reading and didn't get signed into law. And when that happened, I realized that Republicans and Democrats were playing pussies under the, under the table. And so what I've now started to tell people is that we still have a two-party system but it's just patriots and traitors. That's really what it boils down to. From the national level all the way down to the school board, you either have a patriot or a traitor, and it's time for us to take our country back to this is how we do it. The other thing that I'll tell you is that I work with Project Veritas. You might know a guy over there by the name of James O'Keefe. And yes, of uh, we worked with him. Yeah, of course you do. We worked with him to uh, get uh, a lady arrested for voter fraud here in uh, Texas that made national news. And her and her crew, unsophisticatedly, uh, impacted about 400,000 votes across the state of Texas. And I had been fighting voter fraud uh, as long as I found out about it, so over a decade. And it started off where they brought me a stack of absentee ballots, and they all had the same return address. And that was a cemetery on the south side of San Antonio that the Democrat operative was given control over by the Democrat county commissioners. So... When, when we tell you that there's, you know, that there's things that are going wrong and things that we're doing, we absolutely all have to get involved and all be part of the solution. So, um, but, uh, you know, I'm just a, a simple guy. I take it jump for jump, like you said, and, you know, I know what right is. I know what wrong is, and I just strive to, uh, to do that. And um, I know you mentioned about land commissioner. You know, from this position, we can actually help secure the border build the wall, and uh, God gave me a great idea, and that's to take the Rio Grande River, fill it up like the Mississippi, make it like the Panama Canal, make it navigable, and turn all those international bridges into vessel ports, which will increase our economy exponentially, and it'll stop people crossing over for human trafficking, because when the water's high, they don't swim across. So there's there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Not only do you have a guy running for office uh, who wants to make a difference, who understands and respects private property rights, but a man who has solutions to bring to the table right out of the gate, not afraid to articulate them, not afraid to stand on the reality check of vote fraud, which we all know is true. A guy who worked with James O'Keefe and Project Veritas uh, to truly expose fraud everywhere it's found. Um, and, you know, it reminds me when you mentioned how the Republicans and, you know, the bill moved forward, moved forward, and all of a sudden it just got stopped at the end. It reminds me of Ted Nugent's song, Got a Stranglehold. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Ted Nugent is uh, my friend, the Ag Commissioner, Sid Miller, here in Texas, who's also one of the main conservatives endorsing for this race. Ted Nugent is his treasurer for his political campaign. Understood. Phenomenal people working together. Ted's been on this radio program plenty of times as well. A dear friend, think the world of him, and I'm grateful that he's got the guts to stand up. Very few do, but you and Sid and James O'Keefe and, and, and all these people doing a great, great job. And I really want to take this topic on, and then we'll get into your land commissioner stuff a little bit more and what people can do to help you in your campaign. 
Uh, but oh, we, for we, right, don't have, we don't even have we, we don't even have to talk about land commission. I'll just give you a little background on me. Let's, let's no, we got to talk about that a little bit. We'll do it. Just hang tight. So Weston Martinez with me, ladies and gentlemen, in Texas. And what happened was the school boards are starting to heat up because Americans are starting to realize that hey, in your government schools, you've got them teaching all kinds of perverted sexual stuff. You've got them teaching critical race theory, which is if you're white, you're a racist. If you're not white, you're a victim, and there's no way to ever change that caste system, and everything must be viewed through that lens. It's an absolute lie straight from the pit of hell, uh, but yet they're teaching it, and parents are getting wind of it and getting livid, going, you know what? Not on my watch. So parents are going down to the school board meetings, but you know what? We never expected the school boards in bed with the National uh, Education Associations and everybody else, all these different organizations they belong to, to literally run straight to the Attorney General Merrick Garland straight to the FBI and the Justice Department and literally sick these unconstitutional <laughs> government agencies on the American people, on the parents that are just simply trying to rein in what they believe to be wrong-headed teaching and abuse uh, of the system. And now it's gone to critical mass beyond our wildest imaginations. Right? That's what's really happened, folks. Well, Weston Martinez is one of the people who's kind of got his finger on the pulse of this and how extreme it's become in Texas. Do you want to give us the background on that, Weston? Well, it's, it, you're, you teed it up absolutely perfectly, Sam, and that's why I know people really like watching this program and listening to you because you really get to the heart of the issue, and you're, you're, about, you're not about treating the symptoms. You're about treating the root cause. And what we have here is exactly that. We have school boards gone rogue, um, and we have a – we have a gentleman, several people, that um, basically knew that we had a superintendent that was coming in, and they were letting people know that the superintendent had done some things in the previous school district he was in uh, about a couple hundred miles away here in, from, from where he's at in Texas, and they were simply bringing up those issues before the body as they were hiring the individual. Well, in the process of that, they... Uh, wouldn't let the individual speak, Jeremy Story, and so they, are we at commercial break? Yes, sir. Quick pause, ladies and gentlemen, right back on your radio in seconds with Weston Martinez. Westonfortexas.com to learn more about him and what he's doing. For now, we're talking about how out of control, all the way from your local level, all the way to the FBI and the Justice Department, really is. This is the one and only. Liberty Roundtable Live. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans, who are they? Democrats, who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. 
More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking to Weston Martinez. And Weston is the executive pastor at his church in San Antonio, in San Antonio Texas, uh, as well as running for the Office of Land Commissioner in Texas, WestonForTexas.com. But armed agents, ladies and gentlemen, in a Texas school district in Round Rock, Texas, uh, literally arrest concerned parents in their own homes. Jeremy Story, I guess, got arrested and is uh, forcibly removed by cops uh, from one of these meetings, etc. I mean, this is out of control. The sheriff involved, it's out of control. But Weston helped expose what's going on in Round Rock, Texas, the incident where parents were arrested pursuant to a questionable warrant that the sheriff decided to execute and arrest these parents. Uh, Weston, this is out of control crazy. It's out of control crazy. And look, let me tell you, when you when you realize what really went down, like you're like you're unpacking it for your people today. If you if you're driving somewhere, whether you're in Pennsylvania, you know, or Padoka, South Dakota, or in Los Angeles, California, let me tell you, this gentleman is a father of seven. He's a pastor. He's on the national board of the National Day of Prayer. He's a very calm, proper, polite, gentle soul. And he was addressing these people with kindness, with dignity. And as soon as he mentioned one thing about the superintendent, they had the police officers drag him out and remove him. And then 30 days later, 30 days later, they send a sheriff to knock on his door to pick him up and take him to jail. And they even tell his son, his 18-year-old son who was at the, at the home, that if you don't bring your father out, we're going to arrest you for aiding and embedding. I mean, folks, these people are so wildly out of control. And then not only did they do that, but two of the school board members stood up and said, hey, what's going on here is wrong. We're not going to stand for this. Those two school board members walked out of a meeting breaking quorum, and the other school board members the following meeting went in and actually passed a tax increase without a quorum in place because they knew that the radicalized uh, agenda of how they were trying to, with masks and everything like that, caused them to lose almost $30 million in revenue and they knew that if they didn't vote to pass that tax increase at that board meeting, they would lose the opportunity to get that on the ballot. So in your brain, 
you got a father trying to address a superintendent's uh, issues that he has legally, and then you've got a school board and administration trying to hush that, silence that, so far, and in their silencing, they even overstep their bounds to go in and pass a debt increase on the school district, on you, the citizen, the taxpayer, while they don't even have a quorum. And just so we can get it all, all out in the open, the superintendent got had a, a, an affair with one of the principals. That lady said that she was going to have the baby. That superintendent threatened her, said, you better go get an abortion. She said, no, I'm not. And he said, if you don't get an abortion, I'm going to come over and take care of that baby. So, folks, it is absolutely wrought with all kinds of problems. And this is why you need to listen to people like Sam and his program so that we can equip you on how you can actually help take back your school districts, how you can actually look at the, uh, the issues at hand. It's not complex. Once you realize how to dissect what they're doing, whether it's a bill at the state legislature or at the federal level or just a school board initiative, you have to be on red alert at all times and that's part of what we're doing in this process is we're helping to educate people how they can take back their school boards and how they can throw these bums out because they are teaching radical education in, in a lot of ways. In Texas, Sam, we just had uh, a new curriculum that was voted on by the state of Texas. None of the 1,200 school districts in Texas are required to even buy the book that the state bought or that the state recommended, but in that curriculum – <clears throat> it has it, it has links in there in the health curriculum for middle schoolers for dating sites. So if you're a sixth grader out on the town and you need to look for a companion, you can click a link here to go find a date. Ladies so and gentlemen, I'm telling you right now, this is what I say. These these people are teaching these sexual deviant behaviors with our tax dollars, ladies and gentlemen. And when Americans, when good, honest Christian Americans try to stop it, they literally call out the dogs. Who who let the dogs out is kind of the question on this, ladies and gentlemen. Now listen, Williamson County and Travis County are the two counties that Round Rock is in. Which county uh, were these, um, which sheriff, I guess, or which jurisdiction did this occur in? So the sheriff from Williamson County, um, his department is the one that executed the uh, the request. And so, so here's here's the way it works: the police from the school district sent a request to the county sheriff to basically to arrest this person. And so, for most people out there, think of it like, hey, you're executing a warrant on our behalf. I'm just trying to use some words that people are more familiar with, but. The, the school district, all your school district, I don't care what state you're in, your school district has arresting authority. Some of them have the ability to actually do a little more, so you need to look and see what the rules are for your school district. But the Williamson County Sheriff went and executed. Now, that sheriff is basically taking the position, hey, we were just told to go execute this. We really didn't bother to ask why. And that's where a good friend of ours, Sam, Sheriff Matt, comes into play. You know, we brought Sheriff Matt into Round Rock uh, and, and the Williamson County 
and we brought him in for a briefing, we're going to bring him back to actually educate the police officers on what their constitutional obligation is. And this is where we start getting to the solution. You know, there's very few things that the Bible, that the Constitution and the Bible cannot be absolutely used as the absolute authority. And, of course, the Bible can be used as absolute authority on everything. But the constitutionality of a sheriff's position, that sheriff, if they would have looked at it, they could have said, no, we're not going to execute this. And, you know, you should have done your job. So there... um, and that, and that Sheriff of Williamson County, I will tell you, he did have somebody come to that briefing, and he said that he didn't think he was invited to this meeting and that he would be glad to come to one. So I publicly told all those folks. I said, well, we're very excited to hear that he is willing to uh, be part of this. And when we bring Sheriff Mack back for a constitutional training there in Central Texas, that I would pay for the Sheriff of Williamson County to come and get the briefing. And as you know, um, Sam, for these sheriffs, they have to get continuing education as part of their annual uh, annual review. So what better for them to learn than to learn the constitutionality in today's hostile environment and be refreshed on how they actually should and can execute their constitutional authority as a sheriff. So if you're listening across the country today or in other – and reach out to Sam because he is a part of uh, Sheriff Mack's uh, organization and has been friends with him for a long time, and they can schedule a briefing in your area to help teach your law enforcement how to be constitutionally correct sheriffs. Because when it comes down to it, Pelosi and Biden, they don't want to just take your guns. They want to take your keys. They want to take your refrigerator. They want to take your milk. They want to take your toilet paper. And we have to have a society rise up and be the revival that it's supposed to be so that we can take these leftists and run them out. Ladies and gentlemen, you got to understand this. This is serious. And I hate to borrow Barack Obama's words, but when he says we can train all across the country with a CSPOA, my response is yes, we can. Uh, but uh, <laughs> CSPOA.org, ladies and gentlemen, is the website for that. Now, let me be very clear about this. How long do you have for me, Weston? Can you stay a little longer? Yeah, no, I, I booked I book out the, uh, the time we're at now. I'm, I'm, so, I'm having so much fun, I don't even know what time it is. I All right, stay there, my friend. Stay there. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back. But I want to talk about Weston helping to expose this Round Rock, Texas incident. I want to know if the sheriff, Mike Gleason, did this with malice because he's part of the corruption. As far as I understand, he's a new sheriff. He might just not really understand the landscape, and he might have got caught in a quagmire. And We're going to dig into that. But, ladies and gentlemen, let's be very clear. The battle lines are clear. On one side, what you have is the Biden administration, public school bureaucrats, and unconstitutional armed thugs or agents. On the other, parents and families, ladies and gentlemen, who oppose school closures, mask mandates, critical race theory, perverted sex being taught in their schools, and more. That's where the battle lines are. Weston Martinez with us. We will continue in seconds. WestonforTexas.com. Exposing corruption. Informing citizens. Pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. You 
USA Radio News with Lance Pry. Prime Minister Scott Morrison confirmed Wednesday Australia is joining the U.S. in a diplomatic boycott of the 2022 Beijing Winter Olympic Games in protest of human rights abuses committed by China's government. Chinese media has laughed off the boycott, saying no one cares if politicians attend the Olympics. Another President Biden vaccine mandate was shot down by a federal judge Tuesday. George Washington University law professor Jonathan Turley on Fox News says all the judges have the same conclusion. President Biden does not have the authority over the American people. You have four uh, rulings now across the country. Uh, these mandates are now frozen in amber until they can uh, break them free on some type of appeal. Uh, but they all have one similarity. All of these judges are saying that President Biden's exceeding his authority. USA Radio News. America is built and based on liberties and freedoms. Liberty HealthShare brings that to health care. The liberty of choosing your own doctor. The liberty of choosing your own hospital. Liberty HealthShare makes health care affordable to millions of Americans. Ignite your liberty. Sharing plans starting at $199 for a single, $399 for a couple, and no matter how big the family, only $529. That's $529 for the entire family. To learn how you can save, go to LightYourLiberty.com. That's LightYourLiberty.com. Just in time for Christmas, Mike Glendell has dropped the price of the standard classic MyPillow, regularly $69.98 to $19.98. Now, queen and king size slightly higher, but that price includes a free press and pack bag so you can take your MyPillow with you anywhere. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, use my promo code USA, or call 1-800-951-8175. Support Mike Glendell and American Jobs and give MyPillow for Christmas. South Dakota is moving forward with infrastructure projects and state employee raises. Republican South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem laid out a plan on Tuesday to spend an unprecedented amount of money in raises for state employees, teachers, and health care providers, as well as shore up infrastructure projects. South Dakota is receiving billions of dollars in federal pandemic relief. Noem also recommended saving 14% of budget reserves. In the USA Radio Midwest Bureau, I'm Katie Lewis. Former Chief of Staff for President Trump, Mark Meadows, has decided not to cooperate with the Congressional Committee investigating January 6th. The panel said Tuesday it is prepared to pursue contempt charges against him. Democrat Bernie Thompson, chairman of the House of Representatives Select Committee, said in a statement that the panel would take action if Meadows fails to show up for a deposition scheduled for Wednesday. For more information, join us online at usaradio.com. Thanks for listening. We are USA. Radio News. Begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. Live and on your radio, ladies and gentlemen, Weston Martinez doing a phenomenal job. He's an executive pastor at his church. He's running for land commissioner in the great state of Texas. WestonforTexas.com to learn more about that. Government schools have flat out declared war on American parents, ladies and gentlemen, all over the place. And Weston and others have exposed uh, the abuse. They've been on the front lines as police literally arrest uh, and haul people off right out of school board meetings that are supposed to be open to the public. Then they go to these homes and arrest them. The sheriff, sadly complicit in this literally carrying this forward it's a shame 
Mike Gleason, Williamson County, doing this, it's a shame. It's like, what on earth? This is beyond what you could ever believe, ladies and gentlemen. But I think COVID somehow has taken the gloves off. They used to do what they'd do kind of in stealth, in secret, behind the scenes. They'd tell you one thing to your face, and then behind the scenes, they'd betray you behind your back. That's what the swamp used to do from top to bottom. But you know what they're doing now? It's in your face. They're literally using police power to flat-out silence, intimidate, arrest, harass parents who literally are just trying to hold those who they've elected accountable. Ladies and gentlemen, this is serious. And I want to know about this Williamson County Sheriff Mike Gleason. He's a fairly new sheriff, so I'm going to give him a little bit of maybe he doesn't know. Is that possible? Or is he flat-out part of the corruption? Weston? The jury's out because, again, he sent somebody to a Sheriff Mac meeting that I hosted in Williamson County, and uh, the message was he didn't think he was invited and that he would be willing to attend uh, a briefing and a training when we had one there in his area. So uh, I think that that, uh, the sheriff has realized that no matter what took place, uh, he's bit off more than he can chew, and uh, I think that he realizes there's still an opportunity for him to make things right. Uh, so you see the other part that's really interesting is at the time that these two men were taken into custody, uh, both two guys, both at their homes within 10 minutes apart on the same day on a Friday afternoon, and the reason why they did that is because there's no magistrate judge to basically let them post bond and walk out. So they had to spend the night in the jail no matter what. And uh, side note, what Satan means for bad, God turns to good. Jeremy's story, uh, one of the two men that was arrested that same night, actually they put him into uh, solitary, they put him in, in the tank with all the drunks and said that he and the other gentleman that was arrested couldn't be talking to each other. So while he was in there, the Lord has him start sharing with some of the people, and some of the people ask him, hey, would you pray for me? And so leads the person to Christ and prays for four or five people that are in the tank, drunk, and they start crying and getting their heart right with God and start talking about peace and freedom and how they haven't felt that much peace. And um, all, all in the while of being um, you know, obviously taken into custody wrongfully. But with with the sheriff, they now are at a place where when they took these guys into custody, they actually they actually had a rule in place that said no low level arrests would be processed at the jail because of COVID. But guess what they did, Sam? They made an exception for these two guys. Yeah, because he's here high level. When you attack that special privilege secret guy, hey, you know, it's high level now, buddy. Domestic terrorists. We're all domestic terrorists now, right? The American people taking back their country, that's high level, sir. Exactly. And so they actually, somebody, I hate to sound like Ilion Omar, but some people, somebody had to make an exception for these guys to even get processed because Here is the charge. They were charged with a Class A misdemeanor of disrupting an official proceeding, which is a a real law, and usually it would be used 
if somebody was in a courtroom and, you know, the, the, the judge ruled them out of order and they wouldn't be quiet, it allows the judge to maintain control of his courtroom is really, or her courtroom is really what that law is about. But that is the high crime that they spent our tax dollars to go send four police cars to go and arrest these guys on a Friday afternoon at four o'clock in the afternoon. That was the charge. And that was what they went against all their, all their protocols to get these guys in, uh, in custody. So, Weston, I want to dig in a little bit. Say that charge again, because I want to kind of discuss what the heck that means for a second. So, so it was a Class A misdemeanor of interrupting an official proceeding. Disruption, disorderly conduct of an official proceeding is the actual wording. Disorderly conduct of an official proceeding. And, and I guess my but, question is, my question would be then, uh, and the sheriff, in my opinion, has an obligation to review this. If the charge is disorderly conduct, uh, before we go ahead and let that charge stick and arrest someone, uh, the probable cause would say, what was the action that was disorderly? Well, and that's where a constitutional sheriff that has gone through Sheriff Max training at CSPOA, his brain is going to do that. Someone else that is either untrained or just doesn't care, they're going to get alligator arms, and they're going to say, hey, that's not my job. My job is to process the paper in front of me. It's somebody else's job to figure out if it was right or wrong. And that is foundationally what is wrong with our country. We got people that are just reading 72 characters or less, and if it's not a headline on Twitter or Facebook or this new platform called Enoch, then they're not going to go in there and actually read what's taking place. And that is the big problem. In my opinion, though, that's a fundamental obligation, though, because one of the things the sheriff, the chief executive of the county needs to do is say, hey, I appreciate that you guys have a warrant here, but I'm going to make sure that you have your ducks in a row with your warrant. I'm going to make sure that this is legitimate. And I'm saying uh, at this point, I want to know what act, what specific thing was disorderly. And then the next question that I would ask Weston would be this. If it was disorderly for uh, Jeremy or uh, some of these other parents, what about locking him out of and or dragging him out of a meeting without just cause uh, and using, quote, police powers at the school level? Uh, would that be disorderly conduct as well? And if so, fine, arrest Jeremy, but you got to arrest them all, sir. Sam, you are now thinking like the treasonous founding fathers that wrote the document of the Constitution. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, so what, what gives, though? I mean, at, at some point, though, we got to ask the sheriff this, and we got to really dig in, right? Right. Yep, and that's exactly right, because um, you several things legislatively. Everybody that's listening to this program, go check your state. You can message me on social media, and I'll be glad to give you some guidance, but go check your state and see if you can recall school boards in your state. In Texas, we have no recallability of these school districts, and that allows them and their police uh, having that arrest authority. You know, we need to really go back and readdress that. Should they, how can they, and when can they? 
um, have that arrest authority because and sometimes in certain certain cases it certainly makes sense. But, but, but here's um, but, sorry to interrupt Weston, but here's what I want to say though. Yeah. This if you arrest one parent but not the other people that are just as hostile or just even maybe more so aggressive, then what you've got is a selective a selective enforcement discussion on your hands, which it, has it, serious it, implications. Well, and it is, and you also have political you also have public oppression by an elected official. And so it's a slippery slope. Um, and you're right. They would have to arrest everybody if they applied that standard. And that's what makes this very Gestapo-ish is that they're selecting when and when not to apply the standard. And <clears throat> so much so that the other gentleman that was arrested, um, a, uh, a veteran, again, uh, another radical, conservative, calm, docile, polite, professional man, they would only let 18 people be in a room that held uh, about 350 people, and they only and they spaced out chairs, and they only put 18 chairs in there. And they said you couldn't be in the room unless you're in one of their chairs. And here's this guy. I think he was an army ranger. He brings his own chair to sit in, and then they tell him, "Sir, you cannot stay in this room unless you sit in this chair." And I was with him on Saturday night. We were raising money for the legal fund, and he said. He said, I think to myself, the gentleman is Dustin Clark. Dustin says, I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute. I have to sit in the government chair that the government put out. Yes, sir. But we're relegated, Weston, to BYOC in Texas these days. We'll talk about it in seconds on your radio. For decades, leftists, liberals, socialists, and feminists have been screaming and crying, my body, my choice, in order to justify the premeditated murder of innocent children in the womb. However, this is a fallacious argument since science has proven and demonstrated that the baby has a separate set of DNA from the mother. If it's not your DNA, it's not your body. That is science, and you should trust the science. Remarkably, the same people who have been claiming my body, my choice for decades now want to force you to inject foreign substances into your body against your will. Obviously, they never cared about my body, my choice. They just wanted to control you and have permission to kill babies. I am Ammon Bundy, and when you elect me governor of Idaho, I will sign an executive order on day one of my governorship prohibiting abortion in the state of Idaho. Because premeditated murder of the innocent should never be legal anywhere in the world, especially Idaho. Paid for by Ammon Bundy for governor. VoteBundy.com. The Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The Foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing Foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various Foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3 founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org.
with news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Ladies and gentlemen, Weston Martinez in Texas and the attorney, uh, attorney commissioner, Sid Miller, both of them held a social media live stream recording on the arrest of these parents, ladies and gentlemen. This is serious. Um, it, it's very serious. We're talking about the Texas Attorney General Commissioner, Sid Miller, literally uh, involved in this going, you know what? This is out of control. And, and they're using police powers against we, the people, and it's got to stop. Thus, as I mentioned at the start of the hour, you're having sheriffs now starting to write letters saying this, aren't, this is not going to happen in my constitutional county. You've got other sheriffs literally doubling down and enabling these, quote, unconstitutional police powers to be used. And it's not just on your local level. It's all the way up to the FBI and to the Justice Department, ladies and gentlemen. And at first, we used to think the federal government was just out of control. By golly, if we could just bring back uh, things to the states, would be okay. We're learning very rapidly as they show their evil hand of immorality, as they show their evil hand of force against the people. We're finding out, hey, your local people will not be the ones to save you. It's the patriots against the deep swamp criminals is what it really is, Weston. And that's why I said there's only two parties in the United States of America these days, and quite honestly, around the world. You're either a patriot or you're a traitor. And that's the phrase that I've coined, and that is absolutely what it is. You take that and you apply that to anybody that's serving in office or that wants to serve, and that's true. And you need to, anybody that wants your vote, you better ask them, what have you been doing before today? Because hell has been freezing over, and people have been walking across it, and a lot of people have sat by and not done anything to help stop the atrocities that are taking place. We've, we're, we're not that far away from being put into cattle cars and pushed down a rail line somewhere only to let us know that it's the end of our demise. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is serious. What do you expect to happen as this continues to unfold, Weston? Well, these two gentlemen, Dustin Clark and Jeremy Story, uh, and myself, we are committed to taking this thing all the way to the Supreme Court if we have to so that we can codify in law that these people, what they have done is unconstitutional and what they have done is wrong, and we want to have this case law done so that any other parent that sees something like this uh, realizes that it can't be done, and we will now have uh, additional ammunition to stop them. But you know, look, Sam, your viewers, your listeners know that uh, laws and papers, you know, the bad guys never follow the laws and never follow the papers. So we have to be vigilant. Let me tell you a little secret. Redistricting is going on across America. Every time there's a census, there's redistricting. And when that happens, at the lowest political level, the precinct chair in your area they're going to be redistricted, and they're going to have to run in a new area. So there's opportunities. If you have a precinct chair that has, is either bad or not doing their job, you can file to run as precinct chair, and you've probably got a 60% chance of winning, because, and that is something that you can do. And a school board race is approximately, in most states, a school board race is five to 10 precincts at best. 
And so think about it in neighborhoods. Uh, five neighborhoods versus ten neighborhoods is a school board race. A city council race is usually 30 to 40 neighborhoods. And then a state rep race is usually um, 60 to 100 neighborhoods. And until you get all the way up to, you know, your senator and, um, and your federal races. So there's an opportunity right now with what's going on for us to actually take back the system and stop these rogue school board members from going uh, further off the rails. You know, there is one there is one clear way to stop them, Weston, that I think is really important here. And this is, why don't they just all yank their kids out of school and say, your school board's defunct, it's gone, next? <clears throat> well, and so let me tell you, that's, that, that is a great idea. And I was actually a private school board president uh, previously. And uh, I retired from Southwest Bell AT&T, by the way, also. And I have a oil and gas and real estate background. Um, but that being said, we have to take back over our schools because if we don't, then they'll just abuse it even further. Uh, curriculum is passed in the state of Texas. That curriculum, the books that the teachers use inside of their, inside of their school is only required to have 60% of the content that was legally required. Now, I know I went to college on a bull riding scholarship. But I still know that 60 is a failing grade. So um, they are trying to do that so that they can go in there and buy a book that has the rest of the book that is in uh, confliction with that 60% required. So we have to get involved uh, because they're going to go in and continue to use our tax dollars against us. And so we support homeschooling. Uh, we support vouchers. Uh, I figured out uh, some ways that through this Office of Land Commissioner that we can uh, be more um, uh, friendly in those areas. And uh, I think that people need to realize these school districts are out of control, and we do have to take them over. They are. And one of the reasons that this is so important, ladies and gentlemen, I ask the question because it's really the first question that comes to mind. Just get your kids out of the school. And if enough did it, the school would shut down and there would be no school board. But here's what they'll do next. They'll use their tyrannical powers now to attack your private school and your homeschool. And they'll make it pure hell for you to even exist. This is not going away. And this is not an easy fix. It is a fix that only our greater numbers and educated people together can solve. Weston? Well, if, if, if Christians and patriots got together, we could recall every elected official and put new people in their place in every level of government where it's legally possible in about six months, no matter where you're at. Think about that. You might live under the oppression of a city council member, a school board member, a state board of education member, a state representative. Almost all of them have the some ability to recall that individual. And why do I say we could get it done in six months? Uh, churches across America, only half the people are registered to vote, and of those half that are registered to vote, only half of them are even voting what we would say is a biblical constitutional worldview. So we have to get involved and get engaged. We can no longer take the approach that if we withdraw, that our absence from the conversation will be our voice. No, ladies and gentlemen, they will take they will take, and they will put the words in your mouth and they will say that you were the one that said those words yourself. So you're right, Sam. 
the only way to take it back is to engage and take it back because they will weaponize it against us and they will weaponize it in a way that we will never think of. I mean, who, would you ever think, Sam, that a school board, that a school district would have a dating link, a link to a dating site and curriculum for a middle school kid? I would only because I'm a nationally syndicated talk show host and I've watched this stuff for more than 25 years. But the average American wouldn't for sure. And most importantly, the other thing that you wouldn't realize is these local school boards literally have armed police powers. What on earth is a school district doing with that? And then they also have ties all the way up to the Justice Department and the FBI. Did you know that? These are the shocking details, in my opinion, that are relevant right now, sir. Well, and let me tell you one thing related to school boards and on this topic that we're talking about. Um, everybody, all your listeners have heard about Instagram and Facebook and how they basically were mining our data and, and spying on us to promote things that they had for sale, right? I think everybody's clear on that. Well, these, these curriculums that are coming out, they're letting these kids, they're asking them questions, they're giving them surveys, and when these kids do certain things, it pops up a pop-up on the teacher's computer that lets them know the emotional status of your child. And then they use that to dig in, and that data stays with that child as part of their history all the way until they graduate. So God forbid your child, you know, is in a depressive state and has, you know, a thought of suicide, and now they put that in the database so now whenever they come time to make decisions on other things well we can't let little johnny do this because little johnny thought you know nine years ago one time at a very fragile point that he, he might want to you know do something do some harm to himself or somebody else it's a slippery slope and these people are fully weaponizing the education system against our families and against our kids Taz, i mean i know you probably talked about the National Association of School Boards. Um, yes, of course. School and that's where I say they have ties all the way to the top, right? Exactly. If you're, you need to find out if your state is still contributing money to that, your taxpayer money, you need to tell them to stop that. Um, states are, are exiting that program, but that, that organization is the one that put out the document that said that, that parents who raise issues – should be should be viewed as domestic terrorists, and you might need to contact the FBI. Folks, we're not. I'm not Al Qaeda. I'm not Osama bin Laden. But these people think that you and I are exactly that person. There you have it, ladies so, and gentlemen. Listen, <laughs> this is critical. This is serious. This is beyond our imaginations that it could get this divisive, this police power oriented. So quickly, ladies and gentlemen, but it has. And West, um, Weston Martinez has really been kind of the tip of the spear in what's really going on. If you want to learn more about him running for uh, land commissioner, WestonForTexas.com. And what we're going to do is we're going to have him come back. We're going to talk more about him being a land commissioner. Uh, we hope he wins. We'll do all that we can to help that happen. And we're also going to talk about how we're putting together some training as Weston kind of mentioned during the show today, some CSPOA training to really find out where sheriff stands. I asked the important, poignant question, hey, where does this sheriff stand on this thing? Is he really just a new sheriff and not really realizing? Or has he decided he's going to be kind of one of the bad guys? You know, time's going to tell, ladies and gentlemen, but this is serious. Where does the sheriff stand? Will he take the training? 
Will he apologize? Will he do all that he can to work on this? Where do we go? And we're going to find out, ladies and gentlemen, Williamson County Sheriff Mike Gleason. Where do you stand, sir? I'm going to openly, publicly ask this question, and we're going to find out. So those two things are coming up in a future broadcast. Weston, if you had just a couple of seconds, what would you tell the world? I would tell the world that you need to reach out to your family, get beyond Facebook, get beyond the iPhone, reach out to your family during the holidays, tell them you love them, tell them that God loves them, and that there's nothing that they can't be forgiven of or from, and let's try to strengthen the family, because that is what this is all about. This is all about tearing down the family, and go to my Twitter and Facebook page. I put the link on there where you guys can make a donation to Jeremy's story and Dustin Clark for the Legal Fund, and follow Sam's program. God bless you guys. Have a great break. Thank you, sir. There he goes, ladies and gentlemen. Weston Martinez doing a phenomenal job on your radio. Liberty Roundtable Live on top of all the news as it breaks with more details and accountability than anybody on your radio and or TV for that matter. All over the country and beyond, ladies and gentlemen, we tell the tale. We are truth tellers, and this is the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. LibertyRoundtable.com, LovingLiberty.net. Spread the word, would you please. We're doing the very best we can. This is really, really important stuff we're working on, ladies and gentlemen, and we need your financial support to get it done. WestonForTexas.com to learn more about that. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the republic.